Anything which a person can relate to, understand, feel, is on a high level something which doesn't have the same ability. And therefore, in the in the ranking that Hashem created in the world, so things which are high, things which are low. And this is a chiddush. In other words, the thing which has more ability is in a way is more close, more similar to Hashem. Uh, and that's Akadosh Baruch Hu, which is the ultimate, and the, the more similar, which means the more abilities a person has, is more similar to that, or an uh, aspect of the Bria, which is more similar to that, so then the higher it is. And therefore, uh, a lower category is always on a lower level than a higher category. So we already saw from the very, very beginning of the Kazari. We split the Bria into five categories. Darim Sameh Chaim in Israel. He's going back to right now at the end of the safe, he comes back to the same idea again. And he says, Which means the diamond. The lowest plant is higher than the highest level of the diamond, of something inanimate, because by virtue of the fact that it's a plant, it's alive. And it already has one attribute which we can diamond to Hashem, it has life, it grows, as opposed to a diamond which doesn't. The same idea. It's an animal. It has a it has a nefesh. The lowest person is higher than the lowest animal. It's a person. It doesn't mean he can't be a rasha. He can get punished for sure. But as a, as a, as, a, as a, the fact is, the mind of a human being is something an animal doesn't have. It does not more harm, but, but it doesn't, again, as I said, it could be, it could be punished much more, it could be Zerasha. It doesn't deserve to live, whereas the animal did nothing wrong. But the virtue of being a human being puts him in a different category. And the category of a human being is higher than the category of an animal. Because of what he could accomplish? Because of the Kaikh, Right. And if that's the case, and this is the point you wanted to get to, the Kaikh, Apochas, Shibibnei, Teres, Alekim, the lowest level of truth, the, the, the lowest level of a Jew is already from the highest possible guy. And once again, that doesn't mean he's a big Italian. Unfortunately, Jews are big Rashai. But by virtue of a Jew, means he's connected to something which a guy isn't connected to. He has a Nisham. And a guy doesn't have a Nisham. And that's the case whether he might choose to misuse that Nisham and get punished for that. But the very virtue of having a Nisham is the level which a guy doesn't have. The Torah from Hashem gives the nefesh of a person a connection to the way that the animals, the malachim, I'm sorry, the malachim, and the angels, and the Tchuna, that's what we call the Nisham, and it's also something we mal, which is like a, like a level of a malach. Now, it's not clear what he meant to say with that. Now, in a different ways of explaining it. Those explained means that that's why Goyim can't be Masik Torah. And the reason is because, like, the Menchorat is Derech Yitzchayim. That in order to 
understand Torah, Hashem creates a person with a neshama, because that's something which is chutzpah mimkar the Torah, comes from the same place, therefore it's able to relate to it and understand it. Whereas someone who's not, doesn't have the ability, can't connect to it, um, and you made a, a guy who doesn't have a neshama, isn't going to, you won't be able to master the ghost building, but you won't be able to understand the Torah like a Jew would, because he has a das, he has a mind, but Torah needs more than that. Torah needs, um, Torah needs a level of a neshama too. And therefore, even though in other areas, the Gemara says that you could tell the game all the time, the Chachmah will go in time, and other Chachmahs you could have. Other Chachmahs, which is just a matter of intelligence or understanding, the game could be very advanced in it. The other way of reading to this is Zem Mashayim Asikon Asikon means the point you just said. And that is that the fact that a, a, a person who's a part of Israel has a connection to the world of the spiritual is not something which you can understand anyway. It's a level higher than that. There's a cycle of a person, and then there's a level above that, which is his connection to Ruchnis. And therefore, going back in one second, what can he understand that I can't? That's not an answer question, because it could be the guy can understand too. So if it's a question of intellect, of understanding, the guy might be more intelligent, he might understand better, he might be more of a philosopher. But the fact that there's a mitzvah of a connection to something Ruchnis, that's not, not something which is going to necessarily relate to a person's level to understand, it's more like a, a relation to a person's ability to connect. Rabbi explains how that expresses itself. Yeah. Like, where, where would you see that? Isn't it that story with that monk or whatever it was who taught a guy Torah and then he said, go back to your... go back to your Asia? So there's always a question. Right, so there's lots of questions about that. Because there were a guy who learned Torah and started a new phenomenon. He found a Gemara already. That says that the... the Malchus Rami, when we come and send Shtais Sardiyatim to learn Chesh Mishpas and they learn the Torah. So, where does Mawai doesn't apply? The answer is that there's different Chalakim of Torah. And I'm not talking about different Chalakim of Torah, I'm not talking about different like areas of Torah learning, I'm talking about different ways a person relates to Torah. Which means there's the intellectual, intellectual understanding of the Torah. And for that, it's, it could be very logical, very mathematical, just like I can work out the share of a Eruv, I can work out and I had to check the esrog or anything else which is technical, how to build a mikveh, technical, detail-oriented, logical, anything like that. There's a lot of that in Torah too. And that's something which any Baal Seichel could potentially work at. It's not something which needs a part of the person's mind which is more than the ability to understand and follow the so to speak, logical conclusions. Whether it's mathematical or it's in engineering or it's in any other field, where it's a very masuda, very organized logical way of thinking, and technically Goyim could understand that too. That's, what call, that's one aspect of Torah. But there's another aspect of Torah also. And that is, if you're trying to explain it, that sometimes we can talk about understanding something in a like, very cold, logical fashion. No, we work it out, the equation makes sense, we can apply it, we can, we can work it out, that's not hard to do. Sometimes, in order to learn, a person needs a certain feeling of connection, this is right. And therefore, like I once heard uh, a shit, so I said, you know, if you, 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 there's a certain specific intuition in Torah that the things that you're trying to explain, but you can feel it's not the right way to explain it, it doesn't work. There's something which is like, a, if it fits and makes sense, and there's a certain feeling of, Inside, not just that I can prove mathematically that it makes sense, but there's a certain 
it resonates. There's a certain connection that it fills the emes. And therefore, it's, uh, the, same, the same idea and the same geometry, which I could use in different directions, and, but uh, something is ridiculous. You feel it's wrong. And sometimes it strikes a chord inside that it, it touches an emes. Now, if, how are you going to work that out? Uh, if you're asking to work it out by just playing geometry, that things have the same numerical value, you can have all kinds of weird and wonderful things which will have the same value. There's no connection between them. You're talking about something which we, we can use as a, so to speak, as a, as a, as a, con, a similar topic. So not, not every similarity, not every comparison is correct. So what it's relying on then is not just a, a completely clear equation of, you know, this is what the result's going to be. It relies a certain sense of a feel that it, it works, it makes sense. There's, a, there's understanding over here. And it resonates in a person that there's an MS, as opposed to something which just doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is an example. We once discussed something with Moshe Shapiro Zechariah the Rochel. The idea of like, does every, someone's asking, does every two words which have the same geometry have to have to have a comparison? So he said, no, for sure not. So he said, but they have the same geometry. So what did he say? Geometry isn't a proof. If, if it is a certain MS and the geometry just like kind of, that kind of makes it, supports it, it makes the person feel it, it's a true side, and the geometry brings it out a bit more. You understand? If it sounds completely off and there's no connection to what we feel is right, it might happen to have the same gematria, um, but the said that's meaningless. So the person who was arguing with him was an actor said, no, there's the same gematria, must be, there must be a connection. So I don't know if it was the argument that was on just Erev Shabbos Parashas So Moshe told him, he said, okay, this week's Parashas Vayetze. Vayetze is the same gematria as banana. Work at what's a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so much is quick. You can think quickly of things like that. But uh, it just to prove the point. Now, if someone come along and try and explain to you what the connection between the yetz and the banana, you understand that it's but, but, but it works. But it's missing something. There's, there's, like I said, the resonance of Torah that it works. And that's what I'm always talking about. That a person's neshama in a certain sense is like the testing paper. The test. Is, is this right or is this wrong? Very often a person have an idea. Is it right? Is it wrong? So I can check up the sources, I can see if I have any contradictions to it. But very often, the way a person tests the validity of something is, does it feel right? There's a certain kind of feel you get for something that doesn't sound right, it doesn't make sense. So that same guy who in chemistry could, could apply this sixth sense. Right, chemistry, yeah, that's what I'm going to get to. That same the, guy, uh, there aren't six senses that it works or it doesn't work. No sense. I mean, it's, it's a mathematical thing, try it. If it doesn't make sense, it's, it's, it'll, be, it'll be mathematical. You're not going to have to get a feel, now will this work or not? It either works with the rules or doesn't work with the rules. If it works with the rules, it'll happen. If it doesn't work with the rules, it won't happen. And the way the easier is to experiment with it. But, it's, uh, but when it comes to Torah, it's not just things have to work. It has, there's a certain, it's like not every two words in the Torah can make a hackish. And not every two words are the same will be a other. Not, not everything makes it has to work. There's a certain sense of there's, there's, that there's a feel that this is correct. And that, that feel of MS is a feel of the Nishan. And if that's the case, if it's just a matter of recording information or memorizing it, okay, you could do that too. But if it's coming to to kill feel out as far or feel a concept, is it right? Is it wrong? Does it make sense? Does it resonate with me as being MS? That's something a guy doesn't have. That's the effect of the Nishan. And therefore, to say that it's, it's, the Gemara on the one hand, it's also to teach Goyim Torah, it's also to teach Goyim Torah, 
On the other hand, there's a shasa tzarech, like the Gemara says, Baba Kabbu Nidr. The Roman government sent two sergeants and two officers to learn halachas, and they taught them halachas. Um, so, in that kanira, what they just told them was facts. This is the, in this case, this is what we do, this is what we do, this is halachas, and they could memorize that, and that was something they were able to do. Whereas, it's interesting, the Mashallah brings it, that a, when it says that there's an iser to teach a goitera, so the Masha wants to say that it's Yahar Gal Yavar. It's a tremendous Kaddish. Yahar Gal Yavar. Yahar To teach a Gaitar. She asks, how did the Gemara do it? Why the, how did they do it in the Gemara? One of the answers to that question is, depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about just giving people facts, so then that's not necessarily something which a person has to think of his life not to do. But if it's trying to give a guy a certain like a connection to trying to feel that feeling of, of, of right and wrong, it has uh, to be able to to test and taste if what they're saying is correct or incorrect. That's something which is only shy to advice. Well, God doesn't have a tool for that. And if it's also for us to try and teach it to them. But, but uh, the Rabbi the said that but by definition, a guy can't learn these things. Right, that's what to try and teach it to them. Yeah, but, but why, then why would it be Yahweh if it can't happen anyways? He won't do it well. He won't know how to do it. He'll, he'll, he'll do it wrong. So he'll do it wrong. He, he doesn't have the, the, the testing ground of his neshama to test it out. So he'll do it wrong. So he'll to share with him. So when it comes to Kabbalah, because Kabbalah, the Ba'atim is, and we've said this lots of times, Kabbalah is time. We talk about the time of Torah to Kabbalah, which means it has to have the test. It has to resonate with the person. As much as it's a Chiddush, as much as it's things that we accept with the Messiah, and as much as it's something which we can't really uh, find a good uh, physical explanation for, but and it resonates. There's a certain element that's whereas for a guy who doesn't have that, that's, that's what Dafka there. It's even more to teach him Torah because it's an area of Torah which a guy isn't equipped for. As we said over here, that's an area which is beyond just being able to say, can I prove it mathematically or does it fit the, the, the criteria of the rules? There has to be a certain feel beyond that as I can, I, I have the feeling that this makes that this is MS. I, I get that sense that this is right. And that's what is unique to Klaus. And he says, "Vahira yalze ki hasmada al ma'aseh atayu ahim ebiyeh amadregas in the vua ashiyakrevish amadregas and nashtelakim." Torah can eventually bring a person to the level of the vua, like we saw. That's the end of the Torah, the beginning of the chart of Avinchos Benyai, which Mizrach Hashem is based on. The end point of that chart is the vua, and that's the level which only Klaus are able to get to from the beginning till the end. So that's a whole world of, of, of spirituality which non-Jews don't have. In Rukhain Ba'at Torah, Hamamre Toiv, Meshe and Torah. Even the Ba'at Torah is a Mamre who's a rebel, it's still better than the person doesn't have a Torah because at least he has an Ashami and he could technically connect to it. Yukvar, Yiknasa, Torah, Selekim, Milagamlech, Malachusi. The Torah has already given him the ability to connect to like a, a spiritual level like an angel. Which is Hishkif by Almadragas Malachim. You can look at the Malachim Khanak to connect to a person, a point which Malachim can connect to too. That puts him at a high level. I will be Shemiria, Bilbal, I say, even when a person rebels against Hashem, so he loses his touch for that, he loses his connection to it, but it's still there. Initially, we render Hashem. He loses his connection to it, but it's still there. In other words, he doesn't feel a connection to it, but the mice is still there. And if a person will do Chavil, he'll reconnect to it. And therefore, it has, it's like a fire which you could aspire to regain. And that's the important point. And the Zara says this very, very clearly. The Zara says that a person's neshama isn't part of him. 
a person's Hashem is above him. But it's like, it's like the, we said, the crown on his head. Except, so when a person is on the level, so he connects to that Neshama. And then he has, has this influence in connecting him to Ruchnius, to Hashem. And when a person is on the level, he detaches from it. So it's still there. It's, it, he's, he's gone lower down. He might have lost his, his, his ability to feel it or to relate to it, but it's still there, which means the ability to reconnect it still exists. And in that way, he's better than a guy who never has this. And therefore, even if he could choose between the situation he's in now, where he isn't connected to his neshama, but the neshama is there, or the person who doesn't have a neshama, he wouldn't choose to be not having a neshama. Just like a person is sick and is in pain, if you could choose to be a dog or a fish, and without being in pain, or a person who's in pain, a person would rather be a person, even though a person has problems, than an animal without the problems. And the proof of that is the mission and the condition. The last mission condition says that have you ever seen an animal that has to work with make a panasa? No, I shouldn't provide this for them. And my idol, should I brought them and the things that you can better to aid people and what people have to do. And Hashem organizes them in Parnassah without any problem. So why do people have to work off their Parnassah? So the Gemara answers that it was, it was a punishment for hard time. But the Maisa, even the person who's in debt, and the person who's having a hard time financially, the person who's struggling to pay his bills, wouldn't say, ah, oh, yeah, I just, I just wish I was an animal. It would be so much easier for me. Because the value of being a person outweighs whatever advantage a person could see to, to being an animal. If, 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 it's true they wouldn't have the problem, but they wouldn't have the... The, the intrinsic value of a human being. I know this is a silly question. But I don't know what the meaning. talks about that. And he said, the beginning of the beginning of Sha'alif, and he said, Dabir Mechel wants to be a bird. Dabir asked, I wish I could fly away, I could run from the situation, and just like a bird can fly. But it's not like he wanted to turn, he's not the car, so I don't want to turn into a bird. I want to have an ability that a bird has for the situation he was in. But the man said, no one wants to be something less. And the, the, the powerful lesson that is, even the Jew who, let's say, isn't necessarily connected to the Neshama, there's no reason why they should want to be a guy. It's just downgrading themselves. So let me buy a person who's a successful person would never dream of being an animal. Why would I want that? Even the person who's not successful and the person who's suffering would still rather be a person in the situation that they're in than an animal in a different situation. Okay, so that's the you said. Now, why is he said in Bechir? Um, because of the second corollary to this principle too. And that is, and this is an important point, and that is, the higher up the ladder something is, the more it plays a factor in Hashem deciding what to do. In other words, Hashem can make decisions which are going to affect, affect thousands of blades of grass, and or hundreds of animals. But that, that makes much less of a, has much less weight in the decision of Shemaim than if it affects a person. Why? Because since the person is on a high level, so an affected person is much more of a factor than all the animals, or all the all the plants and trees that's going to get affected by it. And uh, the, the, the decision of the person is going to affect them too, but that's not a cheshman, that's automatic. And now the cheshman is saying is, and that is when something is a decision which refla- ref- is going to have some impact on Klai Yisrael, altogether, even as the Yachid, whatever the case is going to be, 
that becomes a much more primary cheshman to Hashem than by other people going to get affected by it. And we see this. We see this the, the, the whole way down the line, which means there's always collateral damage. There are always other things which can get harmed at the same time. But the cheshman Hashem is making is is what's what's for Kali Yisrael, and the fact that other things as a result of that are going to get, you know, what's going to happen to them is going to get affected or going to get changed. That doesn't. That's not the, an important part of the equation. It's not an important part of the equation. As and as much as that's the the thing of what's important for the person is going to, it's going to, is going to be affected. That's going to take priority. And it's actually going to do Right. Exactly. So then, so therefore, the point is that the value is real. as a point of importance. Nine that in, in that sense. What happens to him is more important than what happens to could be hundreds of other people or thousands of animals, whatever else it is. There's more of a direct connection there. It's more, more important to Hashem. Now, this is a Pasuk. The question is how, how far we take this Pasuk. It's brought by the Rosh Hashanah, the Pasuk in Tzvanya, that says, Hashem says, I punished the Goyim, I destroyed the city. Why? Because I'm right Ach bi tiri tikhi that, that it should be a, a, a wake up call, a lesson to Klai Yisrael. So if there's Klai Yisrael, take a lesson, which is prepared to punish the guy. Now, if you take it at face value, which means otherwise Hashem wouldn't have punished the guy, and he's only doing it for us to learn a lesson, that means that you see the scale of the value by Hashem. And that is that he's willing to punish other people, so Klai Yisrael should learn a lesson. Yad Beram Tachtin. Yad Beram Tachtin. Right, that's what we deserve. But here Hashem wants to punish. And, uh, and he punishes the goyim before he has to punish us. So we're going to we think, what did the goyim do wrong? Now, this one might not be a question because they did do things wrong. But the point is that it's more important for Hashem to reach in a lesson, he's willing to, so to speak, to let other levels suffer for that. That matter for Christ. Right, exactly. The same idea as the Marshall says, the king whips his evidence, the son should learn a lesson. If he's, the evidence is losing out. But, the king doesn't care about the heaven as much as he cares about his son. And therefore, something lower down, lower down is less important to the cheshpun than someone which is higher. Now, let's just see one more. No, the, now, where do you want to go we with this? We have that also in Yudin. Like different levels, let's say tzaddikim or less tzaddikim. I don't think so. I don't think that within Klai Yisrael, Hashem is going to punish one person more Sacrifice. for somebody else. Sacrifice the people who are lower on the pyramid. So right, just like we have a halakha like that. Man Khazi, the Dhammak, the Dhammak, the Dhammak, who said your blood is, was more red, is more important. So then the, 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 the halakha is going to apply here too. Wouldn't it be the reverse? Sometimes the children and the tzaddikim suffer for the for, for, for the klal. Oh, you're asking very good. Sometimes the Mechaim Salah is in Darek Hashem, tzaddikim suffer for the klal. But the Yusayid there is, that's good for them. Yeah. It's good for them. Oh, it's good for them. So it's not, it's not to their it's detriment. Right. It's it's clear that they say it's a tremendous matter on their behalf. Oh, okay. Okay, this is next to this next line, Nakdama Hamishis, which is really two lines, and just brings out the point he wants to get to. Nakdama Hamishis, Nafshis, Hashemim, Mekabus, Rashim, Techacha, Samachich. When people hear about punishment that Hashem has brought about, rebuke, so it, makes, it has an effect on them. When people accept the rebuke or the punishment 
And they realize this is a lesson for us, so when they accept it, then it has an effect on them. But really, rebuke always has, is worthwhile, even if people don't accept it. Even if it's not enough to stop the sin of doing what's wrong, but nevertheless, a certain spark will get implanted in him. So even if it didn't stop him now, but that point has been made, and it's ended him. Eventually, he'll see what he's doing is wrong. And that's the first part of his doing trouble. Which means, when Hashem punishes, Hashem warns. So, of course, what's meant to happen is people are meant to learn the lesson and change. And But even if a person doesn't change, he's still doing bad. But nevertheless, there is something which has the, which, which, get, which gets affected. There's a certain point which makes its way inside of him. And hopefully, given enough other experiences or enough time, and himself will make it with a change around. And why is this important for the Gazari to say this? Because really it's a big question. And then we're talking about Bechir. And the principle of Bechir was that we saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though he acts and what he wants to happen, happens. But the Master, he also has the, the element of Bechir that allows people to choose and do what they want to choose. And now we come to the tremendous question. And that is, if that's the case, when Hashem punishes, and I understand the point of punishment is to make people do true. So now, if, since Hashem knows which people are not going to travel, what's the point of punishing them? It's not like you're giving a person life and you give them the option to do to have a clear and how to choose. Over here, you're saying something is a punishment, and the point of the punishment is to wake him up. The point of the punishment is to make him do travel. And you know it's not going to work. How does you know it's not going to work? Isn't it always a possibility? Hashem knows the future. So Hashem knows it's not going to happen. So what's the point of punishing them? But that's the whole dichotomy. You know, like how can you know the future and we still have free will. Uh, so that, that we said beforehand, and that is a Kodesh Baruch who runs things. No, he gives, he makes the person, he, he, he gives the person choices, and he gives them options, and, and he's going to work with the options. But he knows ahead of time if the person Even though he knows what the person is going to do, but the point of sending the person punishment, that's already something which is done specifically, mm-hmm. to punish. Why? Because he wants him to learn the lesson, because he wants him to change. You know, you know, you know he's not going to. Now, as I could give my children, children options, and even if I I want him to do one thing, and I demand to do another thing. Okay, I'll work with him, I'll give him the option. Now, I'm going to punish him, and I said, there's no point. He's not going to understand what you're telling him. So what's the point of punishing? Why would I do that? And Hashem knows he's going to learn or not. That's the question he has. And the answer to that question is, that no, it has an effect. Mm-hmm. Even the person we don't see got changed by the punishment, the man said, made an effect. Uh, there's something changes that. And it might not be enough yet that for us to see this change, but the man said that it knits it, that spark of... The, what, what's going to have effect is already planted. I mean, Hashem knows that. Never that's already enough for him, so to speak, to do whatever he did in order to, for that original awareness or that original connection to the concept to be made. If I can ask a question. Sure. Uh, the fact that today we see so many Jews, unfortunately, we're so far, they don't know that they're Jews, uh, to anything to bad the fact that they're Jews, they live like Goyim, they act like Goyim, they intermarry with Goyim, that's for sure not what Hashem wanted, that's for sure not the Tigman. If anything, it's the opposite. It's, it's just making the Choshech worse. It's, it's more people who are doing Averis, it's more people who have been born into a situation where they, they're having a Shammah that's being ruined by the lifestyle that they're leading or the way that they're acting. So why does Shammah make it happen? So like we said before, there's a certain element of the Chirat Hashem that people do. And uh, people, um, it might be growing up a number of generations who to blame for the situation. But Laman says that was part of that labor here. Now, the question is, well, Hashem doesn't stop the world continuing. 
So just like there are more people born into all different kinds of religions and cults, which are very desirable, there are more people being born, and if there's a certain progression of what they're going to do wrong, based on whatever their society or their upbringing or their whatever their moral system is, so Hashem doesn't interfere to stop things happening, in that sense. But if it's, but for sure, it's a kill in the world. It's not what Hashem wants. And we'll, when the Mashiach comes, we'll see how the Gosh Baruch is using the Cheshman as a way to either, well, two options, either as a way to even to get people like that to change around, or, like we spoke of before, it could be that there'll be that element of Cheshman which will die in the, three, in, in the three days of darkness, like there was in the Mitzrayim. The ones who, who lost their opportunity, so to speak. Bureau, so to speak. Sorry? Bureau, what's called a bureau? Yeah, it's a bureau, it says, it says that it could be that. Void by Syria, there might be a tenth of left. It could be those people who got to the stage where in a they don't deserve it anymore. Now, one last point, and that is that even people like that, the Mesa, Akash Baruch still tries to. Uh, to send them the people, the, inf- inf- the influences or the circumstances which um, could give them the opportunity to try if they wanted to. It's very regular person who actually never was so far away from them he never gave them options. Right. It was never the opportunity or the occasion or the something that he had to, to try and learn more, grow more, change more, and he didn't use it. Well, we learned in the Rabbi that there were 24 that are called 24 groups that Hashem, so to speak, doesn't encourage them to. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't give them a siyat Right. It doesn't, it doesn't give the opportunity, the possibility. Even without the Siyad Dishman. You have to really, really want it. Right.